when you're taking care of your aging parents and you're frustrated with their past or present choices and behaviors, you think you would never do this to your own children because you want to protect your children from the experience you have now with your own parents. But have you actually thought what exactly you are not going to do to your children and how it's going to happen? Let's talk about it. I was frustrated with my mom too, and I too promised myself I would never do this to my child. I ended up becoming overweight because one of the aspects of my life I was able to control to be healthy was my diet. I wanted it to be extremely healthy. I was eating everything that would be good for my body and for my brain without realizing that you can become overweight even on a very healthy diet. And becoming overweight doesn't really prevent cancer or dementia, as we know. So what would I do differently now? First of all, ask yourself when exactly you are not going to do this to your children. I hear a lot of people saying, if I was my mom, I, would be so, I wouldn't be so inconsiderate and wake everyone up at four in the morning just to ask what color of the nail polish she should choose. Or, I can't believe my dad has mobility issues and doesn't want to move into the downstairs bedroom. It would be so much safer for him not to use the stairs and so convenient for everyone who takes care of him. Or, if I was getting confused where I am, I would definitely stop driving myself. It's not safe. If you think that when you are at the same age and stage of dementia as your parents are now, and you would not act the same way as they do now, then I have bad news for you. You will behave the same way as your parents when you have dementia. Whatever they say or do now that frustrates you so much happens not because they do it on purpose to you or because they refuse to listen to your reasoning. It happening because their brain condition doesn't allow them to see and understand the situation the same way as you do. And by the way, if you missed the previous episode where I explain what dementia is and what you can expect from the dementia brain, you might want to go back and listen to that. Back to this episode. Most likely, you won't be able to understand what's wrong with your decisions the same way as your parents don't understand it now, when you are in the same shoes. I'm sure you have heard a lot of advice on how to stay healthy and minimize your chances of developing dementia. This whole sleep well, proper diet, exercising, relaxing, socializing, and stuff like this. You have to start do it now, if you haven't yet. Not when you have time, or when you are retired, or when kids leave for college, or any other reasons we have. The sooner you start taking care of your physical, mental, and emotional health, the better are your chances to stay healthy for as long as possible. You can start small and increase your good habits to replace the bad ones eventually. 
For example, if you need to add exercises to your life, start with the daily 5-minute walk, if this is the only thing that is available to you now, and then gradually increase that time for walking. Or if you need to change your diet, start with adding just one vegetable to each of your meals. If there are a lot of things to change, starting with the small steps will help you stick to the plan. And if you need to consult doctors, please go and consult the real doctors with medical degrees, not Google search or online forms. Okay? Next. What exactly is this that you don't want to do to your children? You can start making notes whenever you have this thought, I would never do this to my children. It can be at the moment when you have this thought, or you can spend 10 minutes and write down all instances that you can remember when you had that thought, I would never do this to my children. And as a result, you will have a list of things that you wish you would not have to deal with in relation to your parents. So the next step would be brainstorming how those items on your list could be prevented. What you wish your parents did at that time so you wouldn't have to deal with right now. Here are some ideas for you. There is a lot of legal and financial stuff that can be taken care of. The wills and trusts and insurances and property division, financial documents, uh, who get what memorabilia and so on. Are they set up properly? Are they updated? Is it clear what to do after your parents' death? Do the same paperwork for yourself now. Even if you're planning to live for another 70-80 years, it's a good time to do it now. You can always make changes later if needed, and it's actually a good idea to review the documents once in a while or with the major life changes or milestones to make sure that everything is up to date. And if you hire a lawyer to set up all the documents properly, your children would be very glad that they wouldn't need to figure out all the legal stuff on your behalf, which would actually cost them much more than it will cost you to set it up properly. Then there are end-of-life decisions. Do you know what you want? Do you know how do you want the end of your life be? Do you want in-home care or do you want specialized facilities like independent living, assistant living, memory care, nursing homes, hospices, and so on? And who is going to pay for that? Do you want to prioritize the quality of life or the quantity of life? In other words, do you want to have a comfort care for as long as you have left Or do you want the doctors to make every best effort to prolong your life as long as possible? Most people know about the do not resuscitate uh, directives. But do you know that there is another thing, volunteers stop stopping eating and drinking, which means that when a person is not able to eat and drink themselves, they would not be tube-fed. If you know that, is it something that you want for yourself? I know it's a hard topic to think about. And if you don't want to think about, 
someone else would have to make those decisions for you. And most likely it would be your children. If it is your children, it would probably be the hardest decision in their lives. Decide it now and add it in writing to your documents, your legal documents. And again, if you decide it now, but later you change your mind, you can update those documents. There is always be the current version of your decisions and your preferences. Another thing that many people just don't think about is downsizing. What happens with your house and everything inside at the end of your life? Someone will have to get rid of the stuff. Someone will have to decide which stuff is valuable and which one can be just like thrown away. And if it is thrown away, who is paying for throwing away so much stuff? So most likely it would be your children who will have to take care of that. It would be hard for them physically. It will take a lot of time. It's hard emotionally and it can also can be very expensive. If you get the habit of getting rid of things that don't serve you anymore now, you are taking care of your children in the future. And if you need some ideas how to get rid of stuff and at the same time you need ideas what to watch in the evening, you can find Marie Kondo's mini-series on Netflix and follow her system. It's actually pretty good. Another question. What should happen to your pets? Do you know who will adopt them? Do you have that agreement or is it the assumption, your assumption, that your children or your neighbors would want to take your animals? There are so many more questions, of course, and many of them are very specific to your particular family situation. And even more will pop up in the future. So I want to offer you this idea. Every time when you think, I would never do this to my children, ask yourself, what exactly is that this and what you can do now so that your children would not have to deal with that later? And if you do it now, you will give your children the chance to have much less frustrating experience as your caregivers than you might be having now with your parents. Wouldn't that be lovely? By the way, do you know that every Sunday I send out emails with my thoughts, ideas, and inspirations for the caregivers, along with the updates about this podcast? I like to think of them as my love letters because I have so much love to you. If you want to receive those, find the link in the podcast description below and let's be the pen pals. It's also the best way to get in touch with me if you want to write me back and tell me what ideas and topics you want to hear about on this podcast. I will be looking forward for the email from you. And thank you for being with me today. I will talk to you next week. Bye.